Hello listeners, and welcome to A Dash of Saul with AJ. I'm your host, Ahsoka Jackson, author, podcaster, poet, and freelance proofreader. Finishing up what I was saying about Gabby last time, in some ways I'm a little surprised that she was actually perceptive enough to even get this. But then again, she is living in the midst of this, and she's both witnessed and experienced how people regard the Eldians as a whole. So it makes sense that she's aware enough to realize that even though Eldians themselves were some of the main casualties in the attack on Liberio, the world isn't really going to care about that. Most likely, they'll still just lump them all in together and use this as an excuse to further the narrative that the Eldians as a whole are a threat to be taken care of. And once again, Attack on Titan is tragically true to life, just as it was when it came to Reiner's parentage and the dynamic there. A big reason Gabby's situation here was so compelling is that I've seen this exact sort of BS play out in real life, so I know her general concerns in that regard are a thousand percent justified. Of course, what this kid doesn't understand is that the plan of gaining freedom by being Marley's loyal servants wasn't going to work out either. The future she thinks that Aaron ruined was really only a mirage, but she doesn't get that yet. But with what she does understand, you start to get how much pain she's actually in, and why she was so desperate to try and do something, anything, to maybe salvage the situation. Heck, looking at what she says to Falco towards the end of that scene, it seems like she's actually put aside her goal and dream of becoming the Armored Titan, and is instead making a last-ditch effort to keep the reputation and future of the Marlian Eldians from being completely lost. It, it sounds like she fully expected to die in her efforts. Setting aside the circumstances and the larger picture that we as the audience are aware of, I do find her apparent intentions there pretty admirable and selfless. Not that it was purely altruistic, of course, but I already covered the revenge part of this, and now I'm talking about that larger issue regarding what was at stake for the Eldians in Marley and other parts of the world, from Gabby's perspective. I'll end this section by talking about Falco right quick. It was so great to me how they had the flashbacks, and you actually saw Falco fulfilling his special role in having borne witness to the conversation that had taken place between Aaron and Reiner. I was so overjoyed when he actually shared that information with Gabby rather than just keeping it to himself like he could have. That's a particular peeve of mine in shows, how characters will have vitally important information that perhaps could have made a great deal of difference, but they just keep it to themselves while everything goes to rot. There was something really moving about the whole thing for me, and it highlighted that it actually mattered to have Falco in that prior scene and have him witness that incredible exchange. And dude, Falco just keeps giving us more reasons to like him. Meanwhile, you have Gabby blowing him off and going, Hey, I didn't see all that bad stuff happen myself. I get that under the circumstances, it would have also been reckless to immediately accept Aaron's accusations as gospel. But I do think she's manifesting some of the hard-headedness and hard-hardness she has, and a bit of what I meant regarding her empathy issues relative to Aaron's. Aaron has his own issues in that department, but I think he's probably better than her in the specific area of that we saw here. Alright, so now that I've addressed all of that, I can finally talk about Sasha's death itself. I have really mixed feelings about that whole thing, to be honest. On the one hand, it was certainly a bold and surprising choice to kill off a major character so soon after we were united with her and the rest of Squad Levi finally. And it definitely adds like a really heavy additional negative impact regarding Aaron's actions and also potentially regarding how the rest of his comrades view him, especially, you know, that core friend group. But on the other hand, 
Sasha's death definitely robs us of development chances when it comes to her as a character, and I feel that Sasha could have really used that. Both she and Connie were largely relegated to comic relief roles, so I'd be excited when we finally had moments that showed her in a more serious and substantive light. Like the whole magnificent sequence where she was returned to her old village and saved the young girl who was left alone. It's funny, there was a video I saw of that sequence, and the comments below were talking about how there had originally been plans for Sasha to die, but a staff member had been distraught over the idea and had convinced Isayama to spare Sasha. So she's actually lived in, or survived in the series a good bit longer than was initially planned, apparently. The comments were so grateful about all of that, and of course I'm sitting there with the full body wince going on because I already knew at that point about Sasha's future in that regard. But another awesome moment we had even earlier on was that moment in Trust where she rescued a fellow cadet, Samuel, and kept him from becoming the first team casualty. That little moment was fantastic on several levels. It showed her reflexes, her movement skills, and her ability to improvise. It also highlighted the surprising quality of being able to make difficult choices. Spearing him through the leg like that was a pretty rough move, but it was also what was necessary in the moment to save his life. And it's not necessarily something you expect from the goofy character who's mainly used for humor and is played as being kind of dumb and empty-headed. It was also a really important moment to me because it showed why Sasha really belonged as part of the team, and how she, like Connie, had actually made it into the top 10 somehow. Without moments like that, it just feels like she's been placed there to provide humor for the show, but realistically has no business being a part of this crew the way she is. And we did get more of that in Liberia, seeing her skills as the team sniper, this time with firearms rather than a bow and arrow. Our girl delivered, that's for darn sure. But I would have liked to have further development of her character, especially in terms of seeing what she's like as an adult. And a whole lot has happened for our party's characters since we last saw them in the final parts of season 3. And of course, besides the question of her death itself, there's also the matter of how it was handled. Ugh. The more I think about that, the worse it gets. The whole pacing of it was quicker in the anime than I thought from reading the manga. But that in particular I'm not really complaining about, I guess. Especially since people can definitely succumb to injuries pretty rapidly in real life. It varies. And blood loss can definitely cause unconsciousness and death rapidly. But in speaking with a friend, she was definitely upset about the fact that Sasha had to die in foreign airspace rather than back home on parties. That didn't really bother me, since the important thing for me was that she was surrounded by her best friends. It would have been really different if she had died alone, or mostly alone, or even just with other soldiers, but not her close friends from Squad Levi. So I was pretty content with that. What I wasn't content with? The meat line. Speaking to another author about this, he expressed hope that the anime would fix the whole thing, but I definitely wasn't counting on that, because for better or worse, the meat line was what fans were expecting. And even if it should have been changed, I don't really expect MAPPA to do something that bold, especially with the way fans have already been behaving towards them, and how antsy fans already were before the season even began. If they had changed it, I'm sure folks would have been fussing at them and complaining that they had botched up such a simple and iconic moment. You had one job! But yeah, I agree that it would have been nice if they had fixed that, though I don't fault them f for being cautious and leaving it unchanged. But I do fault its presence in the manga to begin with. Look, I get that it's a running gag with Sasha. 
And if anyone had that as their last words, I guess it would be her. That's Sasha for you, right? But I really feel that it robs the scene, and arguably the character herself, of some of the weight that should have been present. It's this tragic scene, and here I am being sad and tearing up. But then you have this frame of Connie standing there with tears streaming down his face, but his line is... She said... Meet. The line and the visuals are so freaking discordant, and the line is so discordant with the tone of the overall sequence. I was emotional during that section of the episode, but then Connie shows up and here I am stifling laughter myself while all this tragedy is playing out, and that may have been an even worse feeling in a way. That fellow author was right. Isayama didn't just turn Sasha's death into a joke. He turned it into a friggin' meme. Maybe he felt it was in character for Sasha, and maybe he also felt it needed to be there in order to have Aaron laugh and the team misunderstand why. But I think Aaron would have still had enough motive to laugh without that. And regarding characterization, Sasha could have said something about the island, about her village, her father, her friends. Instead, it feels like it's borderline being implied that food is more important to her than anything like that. And that impression really feels like a disservice to her as a character. Again, delirious people say odd stuff. I get it. But I don't think you can fully escape the shadow that dialogue choice ended up casting over the scene. Alright guys, thanks for listening to you today and I hope you had a great time. If you're enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and turn your notifications on so you can get updates. And you can help make the podcast more visible for new viewers and listeners by leaving a like, share, comment, or review on whichever platform you used to listen. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, social media, etc. Be blessed and stay salty.